Welcome to this edition of the Alabama Historical Association's podcast program. I'm your host, Marty Olaf, and I talk with people who conduct interesting research and do interesting things concerning Alabama history. You can find out more about the Alabama Historical Association, a membership organization devoted to Alabama history, by pointing your browser at our website, www.alabamahistory.net. Mike Bunn is the director of Historic Blakely State Park near Spanish Fort in Baldwin County. And as today's guest, Michael talked to us about Historic Blakely Park and the Alabama Historical Association's 2021 fall pilgrimage that he will host there on October 2nd. Mike, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Marty. Mike, tell us about Blakely State Park. Blakely is one of Alabama's largest and most diverse cultural heritage attractions. we got over 2,000 acres here. We're Alabama's largest Civil War battlefield. we also got an incredible natural environment that we interpret and help people experience. We've got over 20 miles of trails. We have cabins, tent camping, both primitive and improved tent camping with power and water. Got RV camping. We have an event center. We've got some camping shelters. We've got a pontoon boat, covered pontoon boat, that we take out into the waters of the Mobile Tensaw Delta several times a month from more than one location, our dock, and then we work with a partnering state agency down at Five Rivers. So we are exploring the Delta and making the Delta an extension of the park. So with that boat, you've got the 2,000-acre park, and you've got thousands more acres of a historic and scenic Mobile Tensaw Delta that we try to interpret and help people experience. So it's a pretty wide ranging mission, a lot of things going on, lots of projects underway, and with some big dreams ahead for what we can do to further improve the park. Everything from additional RV and camping facilities all the way to an interpretive center and museum. Mike, you've told us how big the park is and that there are all kinds of facilities for staying overnight. How often are y'all open? We are open 365 days a year, 8 a.m. to dusk. We never close. We've got somebody on staff at our gate 24 hours a day, 365, even even holidays. It's a little impractical to try to do all the overnight stuff we do with, with any closures. So much of our visitation, hikers, bikers, and things like that is relatively simple day use. It just makes a lot more sense for us to just keep it open. Mike, how much is admission to the park? Basic day use admission is $4 for adults and it's $3 for kids ages 6 to 12. Under 6 is free. That's basic day use. Now, also, we've got a military discount, active duties, $2 in veterans. All of our other facilities, boat cruises, camping, they, they of course range in price. There's a wide variety of things from a $20 camping spot to a $120 cabin and 15 different levels of cruises. So there's a wide variety there and all the amenities we have, all the pricing, all the group rates, all the individual rates, everything is at our website, blakelypark.com, B-L-A-K-E-L-E-Y, two E's in Blakely, blakelypark.com. Great. Thanks for mentioning the website. I'm looking at it right now and it's really well done, easy to navigate, pleasant for the eye. Tell us about 
hosting the Alabama Historical Association's 2021 Fall Pilgrimage. Well, we're just excited as we can be to host it. I love having groups like that here. The AHA is, of course, people who care about and are intrigued to see what we're doing with interpretation here and explore the history. So it's a particular treat to have them here. We will be centering the activities for the day at our event center called the Whaley Center. It's where we'll have our morning sessions and have lunch and all that. Now, the activities during the day will consist of battlefield tours, walking guided battlefield tours, and of course, a guided boat trip or two exploring the Civil War on the Eastern Shore. That's a, a special cruise that I cooked up once I got here that helps people understand the Mobile Campaign from the waterways on which it occurred. And we point out all the major places on land and water where that campaign, which was a combined forces campaign, unfolded. So it's a really unique opportunity to explore Civil War landscape that you don't get in most Civil War battlefields. And we're pleased to be able to offer that as part of the programming for the AHA in the fall. Mike, tell us just a little bit more about the Civil War battle and the Mobile campaign. Blakely was the largest open field charge in Alabama during the war, and it was the pivotal battle that led to the surrender of Mobile in 1865, which was the last remaining major city in the South that remained in Confederate hands. It was surrendered April 12, 1865. The battle here was preceded by a siege April 1st through 9th, 1865, and then there was a final charge, 16,000 Union soldiers including nearly a third of them being African-American soldiers, quite literally fighting for their freedom, one of the largest concentrations of African-American soldiers anywhere in the Civil War. That final charge of 16,000 guys charged across that battlefield, captured the Confederate lines. The troops there numbered maybe 3,500 guys, so they were severely outnumbered. The one thing to communicate about all that to me is well, certainly we're no Gettysburg. The war's outcome didn't hinge on what happened at Blakely. Certainly the fate of Mobile did. But what I always like to point out, we are the Gulf Coast leading connection to actual open battlefield warfare to see how it had changed from the beginning of the war to the end, especially because Blakely looked more like World War One trenches and no man's land between than anything you would have found at places like Shiloh, et cetera, uh, early in the war. So it's a big place. The, the Fort Blakely was not one position. It was three miles long of interconnected earthen fortifications. And it was laid siege to by Union forces that constructed their own lines of fortifications. So we have three times as many Union earthworks as Confederate here. And to get a sense of the scale and the scope and what happened really is a unique opportunity to have an on-the-ground physical understanding of what the war was like on the Gulf Coast. And we're pleased to be able to help people understand that, not only through the way we keep the grounds, but some reconstructions of some of the obstructions that were in place in 1865, interpretive panels, an on-sale guided tour, a printed guided tour, and so on. For the fall pilgrimage of the AHA on October 2nd, we'll be able to see not only the land fortifications and the war from the land, but you have made available some boat trips that will let us see the war from the water side too. Is that correct? 
Yeah, that's correct. That cruise, what we do on it is cruise up and down the Tensaw, going from Blaker, where you can get an understanding of the extent of that three-mile-long line of fortifications, how big that was, and its relationship to Mobile, which is across the delta from Blakely. And a lot of people not familiar with the area assume we're on Mobile Bay. We're actually in the Delta. So we're across the tangle of waterways from Mobile. And the bay is just to the south of both cities. So we go by Blakely and we talk about the major fortifications and places where action happened as we encounter them. So it's not strictly chronological. Then we go to Spanish Fort. We talk about Forts Hugie and Tracy, which are fortifications that were built out in the Delta waterways, artillery positions that can only be accessed via water. And we talk about the role of the Confederate and the Union navies in those campaigns. I point this out on a lot of the cruises, even though we're, of course, a low-lying coastal area, because of the nature of the terrain and the open water, it's one of the few places that you can see almost an entire Civil War campaign from one spot because you can literally see downtown Mobile, you can see the bluffs which Blake is located, you can see the bay, you can see all these things and get an understanding of the overall operations, where the Union forces came from and consolidated, where the naval forces were, what the objects were, what the impediments were. And so it's a really, really unique way to explore Civil War campaign. It's really one of our most popular cruises. And for those people who are not particularly interested in Civil War itself, can you describe some of the physical characteristics of the park that they'll get to see? Yeah, we're located in the Mobile Tensile Delta, which is really a diverse biological habitat with just incredible diversity of plant and animal life. It's one of the richest areas of its type in the country. A lot of people who may not have been here may associate with this area with just simply flat coastal swampy areas, Blakely is just filled with ravines. We don't have as much flat land as you would suppose. We've got everything from mixed hardwood forest to stands of old longleaf pine and open meadows. And of course, we've got small streams running through the park. Just recently done some interpretation on the diversity of these micro environments that we have within the park. It's really astounding to find everything that close together. I'm no biologist, but I'm certainly intrigued with it and learning more every day. And we really have a unique cultural and natural heritage treasure here in the park. And we're trying to do our best to bring both of those to people's attention. Well, Mike, you may not be a biologist yet, but you certainly are a historian. And anybody that knows you knows you've been active in public history for most of your career. And you also research and write about history. Tell us about some of your writings. Thank you, Marty. Yeah, I've been active in public history my whole career, and I love bringing stories that are intriguing, that help people understand the rich history of the Deep South, of Alabama, the Gulf Coast, to their attention. And recently, I've been fortunate enough to have published a few things that tell some stories that people, frankly, aren't very aware of. I've got a book out now on what I call the 14th Colony which is a history of the British colony of West Florida. A lot of people don't realize the Gulf Coast has a direct connection to the American Revolution, that we're part of this colonial enterprise, and they just forget because we didn't rise up in rebellion that there were more than 13 colonies, and we were one. So it's a way to open people's eyes to a really rich heritage that they might not have known much about. My most recent work, which came out just a few months after the 14th Colony book, is a book that's actually on Blakely itself. It's a book about the battle here based on firsthand accounts, all the eyewitness accounts that I could find from the Union and Confederate point of view. 
that is a quick overview history of the battle, but also serves as a battlefield guide and uh, lets the people who fought here kind of put, have their own words, let them speak for themselves in some way. So proud to be able to get that out. We've got some several other projects underway, but those are the two that are recent and I think most applicable to this specific area that people will be coming to visit. And are these going to be available to attendees at the fall pilgrimage? Yes, yes, they will. We'll break a book here every day. Well, Mike, let's circle back around to the fall pilgrimage to say that it will be October 2nd for Alabama Historic Association members at Historic Blakely State Park. And you can find out about that at www.alabamahistory.net stroke meetings. That's the website. Mike, there is one other thing I want to ask you. How does Historic Blakely State Park fit in with the Alabama State Park system? Great question. We get it all the time. Blakely is an independent state agency that's overseen by a board called the Historic Blakely Authority. We're very, very similar in structure, almost identical in some ways to places like Tannehill, even the Battleship Commission, St. Stephen's some degree landmark park and the agricultural museum. There's some similarities. All these are historic sites and parks that are operated under the auspices of of state agencies, but there is a separate state agency that operates its own system of parks, Department of Natural Resources. We are not part of their system. We're a peer agency. It just so happens that they are 20 times as large as us, but we're all engaged in similar activities. Our focus is uh, more that we are, first of all, a historical park. We have an incredible natural heritage that we work to preserve, whereas the DNR parks are mostly for recreation. That's pretty much their main mission, and they have some crossover the other way as well. But that's why we were created, that we were a separate, standalone, historic site that could develop itself into a park, which we have done. Well, Mike, I want to thank you for joining us today. Speaking about not only Blakely, but also about the fall pilgrimage, as well as your own writing activities and research activities. Again, thank you very much for joining us. Thanks very much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for joining us today. This has been another edition of the Alabama Historical Association podcast program. Our music is the traditional tune, Whistle By, performed at City Stages in 1996 by James Bryan and Carl Jones. It's provided courtesy of the Alabama Folklife Association, which you can find on the web at alabamafolklife.org. 